You are preparing for a presentation coming up in two weeks, yet you need to go through files and files of research just to come up with content for it, and it's overwhelming. Or you just decided to move, and as you're going through your closets thinking of packing, you realize just how much stuff you actually have. (laughs) I've been there. Or you want to create a photo album or a video for a family member for their birthday but you have hundreds of photos to go through. How are you ever going to get it done? I love a good project. Big projects, whether they be things we have to do or projects or tasks that help us get to a goal that we've made for ourselves, ones that are exciting or maybe not so exciting, can many times be overwhelming and we just don't know how to start them. I'm actually smack dab in the middle of one as we speak. So today I'm going to share a few organizational tips that I use when I dive into big projects and ones that truly help me. They reduce my anxiety and stress and actually help me to have fun in the process. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. This episode isn't as much about mindset or personal growth or those things that I usually love to talk about, but I thought I'd share something that has been so helpful to me in the area of organization, especially since I'm in the middle of this big project, like I said. So let me explain. Our youngest daughter just finished up her volleyball season. I can't even believe how fast it went. I remember when our oldest daughter played her last high school volleyball game. I wasn't expecting it, but I looked at her after the last point and she just started to cry. And of course, then I started to cry. Then it hit me. Oh, this is the last game I will see her play. How is I not prepared for that moment? Obviously, I still cry about that moment. It was really hard, let me tell you. It was a great season, and I ended up being so inspired as they won the championship, I created an end-of-the-year video for the team, which I still love to watch to this day. And so now here we are with our youngest. I thought, okay, I better be prepared for this because it's going to hit me hard again. And it is still hitting me hard, so I'll try not to think about it. (laughs) But right now, I'm in the middle of creating a video for her and her team as they have had an amazing season. And I need to finish it by next week, which caused me to think about doing this episode and sharing these things with you. Before I get into the organizational tips, let's back up a second and I'll share one of my secrets. I am a video addict. (laughs) If you don't know me, I love capturing moments on video. I have created several videos for, you know, various occasions, even as far as redoing my own wedding video, but that's a story for another day. Maybe I'll share that in another episode. So this secret, my video addiction, maybe even a video and photo addiction, and I won't even bother to share how many thousands of pictures and videos I have sitting on my external hard drive. (laughs) But this has caused me to feel quite overwhelmed as I do this video project. I have taken too many videos. How am I going to get through them all? 
how am I going to find videos of every girl to make sure I capture each girl's highlight in the video? How am I going to finish this before next week? Stick with me here. This is not just about doing a video project. These tips can apply to keep you feeling organized no matter what the project. I really have found this to be true, especially when I start to feel anxiety or overwhelm creep in. I find that how I organize really helps limit the overwhelm and I can actually enjoy the process. So are you thinking about a project or big task you have coming up that you literally can't start because you're feeling so overwhelmed? Or maybe you don't want to start and you'd rather get a root canal? (laughs) I hear you. So let's get into it. The first step is simple, but so important. Take a deep breath. Know you're going to get through this and it's going to turn out beautifully. Okay, moving on. Let's get into it with number two. You need to create categories. For example, for this video project, I knew I needed video clips of each player. And then I make a list of categories and the categories being each girl. I knew I needed each player in three different shots, a serve, a good hit or dig that she made, and a great team play. And then I created a paper list and a table to mark down when I found a video clip of each of those categories. I say this like it's easy, but this is definitely a hard part because it is just time consuming. If you're working with a lot of content or with a lot of stuff, this just takes time. If you're doing this with a different type of project, think of categories that will make it easier for you. So let's take a few more examples. Maybe you're working on the presentation for work. What categories or topics will be your main points? And then within each category, write down the main things you want to cover. Maybe you want to organize all of your paperwork in your kitchen because it's literally covering your entire counter. Not saying I can relate. (laughs) Make sure you have categories. Write them on a sticky note in this example, which I find that most helpful. And then you organize the papers. A pile of bills to be paid here. A pile to be filed here. And then a lot of times when you have the filing papers, you need subcategories, so to speak, about, you know, different files, specific files. The most important thing is If something has a home, it's going to be easier to put it in and to file. So if you have a piece of paper and you're like, um, I don't know where this goes, it just needs a home. So create a file. Creating categories is essential. And I believe it's one of the most important things you need to do as you start a project. And we can't forget two categories. One is a trash category. And as I was going through many, many videos, I would watch a few and say, Ah, why did I keep that? And then I proceeded to pull it in the trash. And that's what you need to do during this process of categorizing. One is trash. And then the second one, if you have tangible items, meaning the paper example, or if you're organizing your closet or something similar, you also want to add a donate category, which is very helpful as well because you're getting rid of things, not necessarily trashing them, but giving them away. So after you put things into categories, we're going to move to number three. And this one is so important. We're going to name or label it. Just like the sticky notes for each pile of paperwork, you want to name things. Give them specific names too, by the way. And the reason why is because it's so helpful on the back end when you really start diving into the creation part of the project. So for my video project, I needed to identify the video clips and then I rename them with the exact play or the players that were in that clip. But let's give one more example really quick because I think you get my point here. 
Maybe you're organizing your garage as a project. First, I would say run. (laughs) I'm kidding. It is a big project for sure. But you'd start the project by making your piles, which would be your categories. That's a huge part of the project. And then the naming part might be more difficult, but I would take a Sharpie and a piece of paper and stick them across the floor. And I would start putting things into categories as you've named them. And the naming part becomes very important. And again, like we said, if you don't have a place for it, it might go in the garbage, right? Sorry to say. (laughs) Okay, let's move to the fourth tip. And this one I can honestly say has been so valuable to me, and that's to keep a master inventory list. Now, depending on your project, it might not apply, but it will to several projects. So I'll tell you how this has helped me a few times, but one big way is when I moved. In fact, I've moved three times in the past 10 years and it's helped me every time. I know there are moving companies that pack your things and they make it incredibly easy. I remember a friend of mine, her her husband worked for this big company and they moved her every few, or moved them every few years. And I remember one day she called, she goes, Holly, they packed my garbage. (laughs) I was like, oh dear. (laughs) Anyway, I don't like anyone to pack my things because it's such a good time to purge. Using those trash and donate categories as we talked about, there it is. For me, it's a cleansing experience. (laughs) So first, if you're moving and this is your next to-do, oh, I'll say a prayer for you first. (laughs) No, seriously. First, pace yourself because tackling this little by little will make it so much more doable. But here's how the master inventory list works. As you're going through your things, make piles for donate and dump, and then you're going to start packing. Pack, number the box, Label the box, try to do this on all sides if you can, because, oh my gosh, you're moving and everyone's moving and putting stuff here and putting this there. It's it's chaos. Trust me, it's chaos. They're never going to put the name of the box facing the front. So you could be digging through boxes and look at boxes and don't know what the heck is in there. You know what I mean? Then you're going to use a spiral bound notebook and you're going to write down box one. You're going to write a few things that are in the box. Say you packed a box with your silverware and some Tupperware things on top. You want to write that down in the master master inventory list next to the box number. And then you're going to write in a separate column the room that it goes in. I know. I know what you're thinking already. I hear it. It's just so ridiculous, Holly. Oh my gosh, who would do that? But listen, it is so good. It saves you so much time and frustration when you're looking in your, when you're in your new house and you're looking for the box. Oh my gosh, mom, mom, where are my boots? It's snowing. I need my boots. I look at the master list, which you should take pictures of on your phone too, by the way. But then you scroll down the list until you see, oh, it's in box 54 in the basement. They go to find the box, open it, and voila, there are the boots. I realize that this tip might be a little bit over the top for some of you. Um, I know a few of my friends actually make fun of me for it. That's okay. But it makes my life so much easier. I love it because I still use it to this day. As if, if I'm looking for something and I can't find it, I go to that list. But you can use this for some really good projects. And for example, a photo project. I know a lot of people, it's not just me, a lot of people struggle with organizing their photos and maybe even videos. 
So making categories, naming them, naming folders, you know, organizing them that way, and then creating an inventory list is going to keep you organized, but it's also going to make the process easier if you want to make gifts with the photos, if you want to do a project with the photos, anything like that. The way I'm using an inventory list now with our videos all the old videos we took, they're all on DVDs, right? So I really want to get them digitized. And that's a process in and of itself. But I, I take a DVD, I transfer it, and I have to, to handbrake it and put it on my, my computer. And then I name it. And then I keep an inventory list where I have it numbered, labeled, and, and put a little bit of description of what's on that video. So I know one day when I go make a video for our older daughter or younger daughter, whatever it is, I have all of the um, content more organized. So it'll be fun to do it when I tackle that project. So I think you get this one. I know it's a lot of work up front, but doing more of the work up front makes your project creation on the back end so much easier. Okay, I have one more tip and that's number five. And as you're creating your project, take breaks and step away from it for a while. Sometimes you can get so into it and you kind of lose perspective or you don't see things. And then when you step away and take a break, you come back and you either A, love the progress that you've made and you get more excited to keep working on it, or B, you get to see exactly what needs to be changed. It's just going to give you a fresh set of eyes. And it's also going to make you feel good that you have made that much progress. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I hope some of these tips can be useful to you or at least help you to attack your next project with a different strategy that's going to be better or make you feel less stressed about it. So let's do a quick recap. Here are the tips that help keep my projects organized and keeps me sane. <laughs> Number one, just take a deep breath before you begin. Number two, Create your categories, as many as your project needs. And don't forget about the trash category and the donate category. And then number three, name and label. Make sure that the names are specific because that will help you later. And they could include subcategories as well. Just be really specific about your naming. Number four, keep a master inventory list. This is going to be so helpful. This will work with a really big project that has a lot of content or a lot of items to keep organized or to keep track of. And number five, take breaks and step away from your project for a while. This allows you to look at your project with fresh eyes and see if anything needs to be changed or just make you feel good about your progress. Let me just add here also that when you get into a project and you make progress, doesn't that make you feel good? It's so therapeutic to me. And I really think it does that, especially if you can get into a rhythm and get a lot done. I apologize for my voice. I don't know why I feel like I'm losing my voice right now. So I'm going to end. Just remember the feeling when you have completed a project in the past, how good you feel and use that as a motivator for your next project. That's what I always think about how good you feel or how good you will feel when it's done. Okay, my friends, I'm going to go. I'm sorry I'm losing my voice. I'm going to go back to edit more of the video. I'm having so much fun with it, and I hope the girls like it at the banquet next week. Wishing you so much luck on your next project. Bye for now. 
Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.